when I was younger, I, I kind of knew, but I didn't really know the details or what that visual impairment uh, caused or what or how I saw the world differently. I didn't understand any of it. My name is Hassan Manai and I live in Qatar. Hello, you guys, and welcome to another episode of Qatar in Quotes. I'm your host, Ria Sayadi, and I'm joined today with... Thani Thani, your co-host. And today we're joined by an amazing guest. She's a Qatari filmmaker and NUQ alumni. You want to introduce yourself? I'm a filmmaker and a content creator, and I am really passionate about telling stories that examine uh, people's passion and the human experience. So I'm pretty sure this is, you know, a very interesting passion and hobby. However, I'm sure you didn't discover it easily or it didn't just come out of the blue. So what made you discover your passion for filmmaking? When I was younger, uh, I was always passionate about films and movies. Uh, it was a big part of my life uh, ever since I was a child. However, um, I was always confused as to what I wanted to do when I grew up. Um, and, you know, as a kid in school, people always come up to you and ask you, oh, what do you want to be when you get older? Or what do you want to study when you're uh, looking for a university? And I never had a specific answer, but I always knew that I was very passionate about film. Even as a child, I remember running around with a little camera in like my in grade four, and I wanted to tell some fisherman's story. Um, what really drove me was telling people stories through film. I know you can do that in many different mediums, but for me, film is what I'm really passionate about. And uh, that's how it came to me because I had a story that I wasn't very comfortable sharing. Um, and I always wanted to see how other people's stories were, but I knew that I couldn't be honest with other people if I wasn't honest with myself. So once I, got older and understood my story, I realized that there are much more stories out there that I wanted to find and that I wanted to discover and share with the world and help other people share their stories with the world. And that's where my passion for documentary filmmaking uh, came from. You mentioned something that caught my attention. You said that there was a story that you wanted to share, but you were so scared of sharing it. I'm someone who is visually impaired. Um, and I have uh, limited sight, and over the years, my vision has uh, has gotten worse. Um, I, when I was younger, I, I kind of knew, but I didn't really know the details or what that visual impairment uh, caused or what or how I saw the world differently. I didn't understand any of it. Um, all I knew was that I had a problem with my eyes, and I was a very like confused kid. Um, and I never really understood it. And even even during my time at university, I did not know how to explain it to anyone. Uh, it felt like you know, all these years, like it's been a secret. Uh, some people knew it, but they didn't understand it. And I never got to share the details of it. And even if I did share the details of it, I wouldn't know how. It really took me a lot of time to really get comfortable with it. Growing up, it felt like it was an issue. But I realize now that it's just a part of me and it's just something that makes me who I am. And I'm very comfortable with that. And I, I will proudly share that with anyone. But uh, it took a long time for me to really understand it. 
it's made me think at a very young age, this is something that I'm dealing with. I wonder what other people are dealing with. Do they have something that's there that they're hiding? Do they have um, an issue that they really can't talk about? Do they have an issue that they think others might not understand? Um, are they afraid of being misunderstood? And it really drove me um, and created this passion for filmmaking where I want to examine like a real human experience, a real connection. And for me, my sight, my, my blindness, my visual impairment, uh, it was like that for me. And it took a long time for me to understand it, to be accepting of it, to share it with my friends even and be and go beyond that and share it with more people. Um, I used to not even talk about it and now it's like on social media, like it's on, on my bio, like visually impaired filmmaker or one-eyed filmmaker. For me, it's an invisible disability. You can't really see it. And if I didn't tell you, you wouldn't know it, but I will proudly say it because it's a part of me and it shapes everything that I do in my life. And it's a part of me. And that's why I think it's important to examine the human experience. This is why I think it's important for people to speak up and just be true to themselves. So I'm really curious about something. Was NUQ your first choice if you know university? NUQ was my first choice. I applied to uh, to a few uh, universities, but uh, NUQ was definitely my first choice. In NUQ, did you like you know experience any instance with a professor that was uncomfortable or just memorable or just all in all funny? A story that really comes to mind straight away. And it was back when I was taking acting class with uh, Professor Anne Woodworth. And credit to Anne, she was an amazing professor. And she, uh, I had a lot of trouble in her class because I was going through a lot. And it was very hard for me to, 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 to step out of my own shoes and just be there, just be present in the class. And she really taught me the importance of being present in the class. And one way she did that was uh, we were playing a game and it was like an exercise of like trust. And we were all standing in a circle and she does this, I think with all her classes. Um, so we were standing in a circle and she gave us a ball like a tennis ball to throw around. And basically, if I was looking at you, I'd say, Ria, and I'd throw the ball to you. Uh, and you would do that with another person in the class. Um, and then she would up the stakes and the ball would turn into a pen. So she would give us a pen and we'd throw it around. Um, during the game, no one really threw anything towards me because they know that I can't really tell or judge distance very well and that I had a problem with depth perception. So I think I caught the ball and then I threw it, but I, I but I, I I had a bad throw. So after that, nobody threw the pen at me, nothing. And then she changed it and she gave them a raw egg. And and I just stood there and I was, oh I, I said in my head, I know someone will throw this egg at me and I really hope they don't. So I was, you know, trying to act quiet, looking down. I didn't want anyone to look at me and throw the, throw the egg towards me. But no, this girl, Nofa Saleti, who's a good friend of mine, who uh, is a classmate, <laughs> was standing was standing across the room and she laughed. And I knew when she laughed that she was going to throw the egg in my direction. And she said, Hasla. And I said, please don't. 
And Anne Woodward's standing outside the circle and she's laughing. She's like, yes, do it. Now you said her name, you have to do it. And I said, no, no, I can't catch it. And she said, no, you can and you will catch it. And everyone was freaking out in the room because they knew that I would probably drop the egg. And I was panicking and um, Nof looks at me and she's like, calm down. It's just you and I here. Just put your hand out and you're going to catch it. And I was convinced that I wouldn't catch it. Everyone was laughing. And suddenly everything went quiet and everyone was just staring at Nof and I. And I had my hand out and I said, I'm not moving. I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to put my hand in in front of me and you just throw the egg there and I caught it and it was like just this two minutes of silence it was just nice being around a group of people who didn't um, assume what your limitations would be uh, so uh, and I really thank Anne Woodruff for 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 her classes and for and for always like pushing me to do better you know what's interesting? I took an Anne Woodworth class and we did the same exercise. I think it's a thing that Anne like, likes to do to yeah. build suspension. She does it with a lot of people. I hope you didn't drop the egg. We didn't drop the egg, but suspense was indeed built. Yeah. And it does prove to you that there is really no limitations to what you can do. So that's true. That's true. So what was the first film you directed and produced? The first film I produced was actually in Danielle Beverly's class. Uh, it was called Mkhammar, and uh, it was directed by my, my classmate Sulaima. Um, and uh, Noura Ibrahim also was uh, worked on sound on that film. And it was our first uh, film. And uh, it, it was about, the, uh, about uh, examining the Palestinian identity through a conversation between two brothers. And... It was a short film. It was only five minutes long, but uh, it was um, it was the first film we made. So it was a learning uh, process. And we didn't realize that what we created was something that would be very well received. And uh, we enjoyed it. And we it ended up, uh, someone came to us and told us, oh, you should submit this to Media Awards. And we didn't think it was that good. And we said, no, it's fine. We'll, we'll. But then we, we ended up posting it to Media Awards and everyone was like, uh, during the this class screening, everyone was clapping for us. And even Scott Curtis was there and he he stood up clapping for us. And we, and I remember me and Salima looked at each other and we're like, is it that good? <laughs> you know, we didn't realize, but uh, it meant a lot to us seeing how well received it was, you know, it meant a lot to us because when you're working on something, you don't really uh, know how it's going to end up. And yeah, it, it just made us realize like, you know, you just have to trust the process and you have to keep working. And uh, when the time comes, hopefully people enjoy it. You know, it's really funny that it's the projects that we work so hard on and invest so much time in, we sort of contemplate them and we, we we feel really hesitant towards the projects that we work on. We feel like they're never good enough. Mm -hmm. And we sort of wait for others, you know, acceptance mm -hmm. and applause in a sense. What upcoming projects do you have? I just finished a film, a short film uh, that I did on my own. There's like no funding. It's called Beyond Broken Walls. Mm -hmm. And it's about an artist's internal struggle. I don't want to say much about it. It's it's a short, another short film that uh, I did uh, with no budget, no crew, no one. Would you like to tell the listeners where is 
documentary going to be premiered air? I'm still deciding, but it we just finished it. And I have another project uh, that I'm also working on. And that one is more of a passion project for me. It's something that is extremely important to me. And it's a story uh, about, well, it's a video about blindness and visual impairment. And that is a topic that's extremely important to me. Uh, and I wanted to look at it from a different perspective. Um, and it's about, uh, it's about, I don't want to say too much because I want the film to speak for itself. You're being so secretive. Uh, yeah, extremely. Uh, and I'm, I'm working on it and hopefully I'll be, I'll be done with it soon. Um, so, so we'll see where that, uh, where that film takes us. So there are many renowned Qatari filmmakers, AJ Al-Thani, Hind Fakhru, Amal Al-Maftah, and many other Qatari filmmakers. How do you want to be known? How do you want to leave your heritage and your mark in Qatar and in general to just Arab women? First of all, like credit to AJ, Hind, and Amal. They're amazing uh, filmmakers and uh, they're all different in their own special way. And AJ actually and ML are good friends of mine. And uh, I'm always very supportive of, you know, the projects that they create. I'm, I, whenever I see them, uh, I always feel happy like to see the stories that they come up with. And I'm just, uh, I'm proud of the work that they are doing. I think all of us are different. Um, for me personally, everything that shapes me plays a huge role in the films that I create. They're the reason I pursue certain stories. They're the reason that I want to tell stories in a different perspective. Um, and I know that, let's say, if I wasn't visually impaired, the stories I'd be telling would be very different. That is very true. And for me, that's a plus, you know? Um, for a long time as a kid, I thought that maybe this would be a hindrance, but it's not. I am very comfortable with it. I'm very comfortable with the way that I see the world, even if it's limited. And I, and it really shapes the stories that I go after, the stories that I want to tell. So Hassa, can you see yourself as anything other than a filmmaker or content creator? Honestly, I think anyone, if they set their mind to it and if they're interested in something enough, that they should pursue what they want to pursue. Um, so I, if you told me that I couldn't do film, uh, of course I'll be upset about that, but um, I'm sure that if I were to like take up a new hobby or take up a a new job or take up a new uh, uh, activity. I, I think, you know, I would try my best to do to, to do it well. Uh, I don't particularly know what it would be. I, I'm sure I could uh, figure things out. I just need to learn different things because I love, I'm really passionate about learning new mm -hmm. things. And if I like it enough, I'm sure I could pursue it. So what advice would you give young Qatari filmmakers, female filmmakers, let's focus on the women, yeah. who want to pursue filmmaking or graphic design? What advice would you give them if they're being indecisive due to their societal norms? What I would tell them is uh, 
you know, there's a lot of people who who don't leave their comfort zone or they or they conform to societal like norms, you know, to live a life that society approves of. You know, if you are passionate about something, go out and do it, because at the end of the road and there's an end of the road for everyone. When you reach that end of the road, you don't want to look back and say, all I did was what people expected me to do. And I did not pursue what I wanted to do. Honestly, Hassan, this has been a very interesting episode. You That's s- true. You just introduced all our listeners to a new and different way to engage with filmmaking and how there are different stories that ought to be to- told and ought to be listened to. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Yeah, thank you, everybody. We hope to see you in future episodes. We really hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned.